Gray Fox. Praise games. Hello and welcome to Grey Fox Plays Games, the video game podcast where a bunch of friends jump on podcasts every fortnight to talk about video games they love, what they hate and all that sweet, sweet fandom in between. I am your host, Adam Flint. Although last week, I have to say, I am sweating for my position. Mr. Hemming, can you just look closer to me? Can you look at me. Yes. I'm looking. I'm the captain now. <laughs> captain, my captain. Uh, join me on the pod this week. I have got Mr. Alex Hemming, the trophy man, and I'm going to ask each podcast host, I'm going to ask them, a little bit, mix it up, a little bit, you know, a little bit of spiciness to Ooh. it. I want you to cast your fellow podcasters, including Mikey, as Transformers. So, Hemming, how are you doing? And cast your Transformers. Ooh, I, uh, well, I'm, I'm doing all right. Thank you. I am, just to peek behind the curtain, I'm glad you gave us a little bit of heads up on this Transformers news because <laughs> I don't know my Transformers as well as you think I might. <laughs> how dare you? I, uh, so I have had to, uh, to base this off of just a little cursory look on the the, the Wikipedia for Transformers. So we're going with uh, we'll go with Mr. Moles first. I, I'm casting him as uh, he's Ratchet. He oh, the, that's a good one. The Autobots' resident doctor and mechanic. Whilst he's a <laughs> medic, he doesn't have particularly good bedside manners. Frequently throwing things at patients if they got hurt for doing something stupid. That is, that's I a think good Moles. That, that does sound quite Moles. That's very Moles. I love like, it. Yeah. Nailed that. You would like a terrible doctor. <laughs> Oh, you cut your leg off. <laughs> oh, just stop moaning. <laughs> oh, you walked onto a landmine. Well, that's your fault, isn't it? Um, for Mr. Michael Carden Edwards, I'm was struggling to find something. So to be honest with you, this is based probably on something we'll talk about later, purely on some gaming experience I've had with him. He is afterburner. <laughs> Boisterous and aggressive, he will leap into action without forethought. I think Moles might know what I'm going on. I love it. <laughs> And then, Mr. Flint, I have, I've cast you as, uh, as Cup. <laughs> the wise old mentor with a wry sense of humour and a penchant for telling stories. I thought that was quite good. That's, that's great, man. That's great. They should do this on dating apps. Moles, <laughs> how are you? Producer Moles, who's been editing the last couple of pods and doing a sterling job. Um, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you very much. That's right, right. right. I, 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 I've done no preparation into the uh, Transformers, who is who and who is what. So um, I think, Flint, you're going to have to be Unicron, all powerful, all absorbing. <laughs> is he the free head guy? Or is he? No, he's, he's the big bad guy. He's oh, Orson Welles had the voice of him, didn't he, in the movie? There we go. Um, or Prime, obviously, leader of the pod. Ah, oh, yeah. here we go. Do not grieve. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, I don't know after that. I think going back to the uh, movies, I think someone has to be Grimlock. So I think I'm going to... Yeah, gonna... see, see, I've, but I've then put Grimlock's a bit silly. Grimlock. Yeah, Grimlock is a bit silly, though, isn't it? So that's a not very nice thing to say. <laughs> my my logic for Grimlock... Because I, I was also thinking, I reckon Mikey could do an excellent Starscream impression. I, I, I reckon he, I reckon I he could now a Starscream impression. But um, I didn't want him to think that I was poking fun at him. And I thought, Grimlock... Because Grimlock's a cool dinosaur and he likes dinosaurs. And also, Grimlock tends to not like the things that the other Autobots like. So whenever it's like, oh, I like Assassin's <laughs> Creed, he's like, oh, I fucking hate Assassin's Creed. <laughs> or like, whenever I say I like a film, he'll, he'll say to me, I didn't like that. So in a nice way, I think he's Grimlock. He, you know, he's, he's still a good guy, but Grimlock no like. <laughs> uh, I put you, Dan Moles, as Ironhide. You know the the wily old the sort of the, the the old guy at the back, the grey guy, not because of any hair thing, but because he's the old school guy. You know, like he's always like that. He gets energized himself. That that kind of guy. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm gonna put. I, I went with Ultra Magnus for for Hemming. So he's like the he's like the guy that when Optimus Prime dies, everyone just goes, "Well, it's Ultra Magnus, isn't it? He's the fucking he's guy." Command, like he's, I know that. Yeah, actually, it was either that or going to be Bumblebee because you are a very innocent person, Hemming, and you <laughs> see the good in people, just like Bumblebee. Very naive. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're a summer flower like Bumblebee. 
And uh, I was uh, for myself, I've always had a thing for Hot Rod, man. I've always wanted to be Hot Rod. He looked cool. And I know everyone else says he's crap. And when he was... Also, I still laugh every time I watch that movie. Spoiler alert for a film that's 31 years old. But when he opens up the Matrix of Leadership and we hear Peter Lafferan's voice going... Rise, Rodimus. <laughs> they just called him Rodimus. <laughs> Rodimus Prime. Yeah, I fucking love that. Uh, but uh, but yes, there you go. Miles, was there any other Transformers to cast? In terms of what Transformers left? Well, just anyway. Like, 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 you, you can throw in the Beast Wars, guys, if you want as well. I know, it's original Gen 1 or nothing. Yeah, I agree. I'm saying with Power Rangers, fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, gentlemen, let's talk about what we have been watching, reading, or playing. Thank you, by the way. I was listening last time when someone said, Flint, he's only putting the reading in so he can say whatever Batman comic he's been reading. So it stays, God damn it, Henry, what have you been reading, playing, or watching? Sadly, I've not been reading, so we are going to move past that for, for now. <laughs> uh, watching, I know that you've also been watching it. I spoke about it a bit on the last episode, but we've had two more episodes since The Last of Us. It's getting better and better. Best TV show in the last five years. It's so bloody good. This last episode... Moles, have you seen any of it yet? No, I'm going to binge the lot when I can. Okay, I know Mikey said the same, so we should probably keep the spoilers to a minimum for anybody, obviously, who's uh, listening, who's going to watch it as well. But it's just fantastic. This last episode, they deviated quite a bit from the game, but in a way that's better. And this tells a story that you couldn't tell in a game. And it's just, it's fantastic. It's going to win awards. Several of them. Every Nick Emmy under the sun. Wow. Yeah. Also, the other guy, like, like Nick's getting all the, the plaudits, and rightfully so, because it's an excellent performance. But the other guy, the other guy mm. is an Australian actor. I can't remember the gentleman's name. I think it's Janie Ferrer or something like that. He fucking smashes it. He brings the A game. I cried watching that episode yeah. so much because there's so much heart in it. Yeah, the, the ending and, of it, man, just gets you. Oh, fucking, it cuts cuts deep, doesn't it? And the writing of that show, there's such a relevance to it. And it's that Chernobyl guy, like the like I said it before, like a couple of weeks back, like there's a, there will be a killer line or a killer moment where actually that is exactly what's happening in the world right now. And it just absolutely cuts deep. It is so, so good. Uh, I'm going to shut up so you can keep talking about what else you've been playing. No, no, yeah. Everybody everybody, go watch The Last of Us. It's great. Um, what I've been playing, this is basically going to become my my platinum corner where I just talk about trophies for a moment. My my aim, as I said, was 52, tro- 52 platinums. Uh, got seven before the last one. I've, uh, I've got five since. So I'm a five little... Five platinum since. I'm a little ahead of schedule. You? How much did it cost me? Um, yeah, like those two pound... Like taco games. <laughs> <laughs> None of them are there. So I'll, I'll quickly go through the five. Two of them are the same game. Um, Doesn't so count. <laughs> it wasn't an auto pop. It wasn't an auto pop this time. So in the PlayStation Plus Premium section, which has been quite sparse and barren, they haven't really done a lot with it. One of the games they put up was Super Stardust Portable, the PSP version of Super Stardust, made by House Mark, did Rezo Gun and Returnal. And it's a twin-stick shooter, but built for a system that only had one analog stick. So you use the analog stick to move your ship, and then the face buttons to actually shoot in the four directions. It's a bit weird, but I love Super Stardust, so I blasted through that. Takes less than an hour each time. Lovely. Excuse me. Then the next one was a game that I picked up for £2.49 in the sale. Black Clover... Quartet Knights. It's a... I, Anthem? I, I, no, no, sorry. Not <laughs> no, that's 99p. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a four-on-four online fighting game based on the anime Black Clover that I have never seen, but the animation looked nice. It's dull. It is very dull, and it's an online game that nobody's playing, so that went well. Uh, <laughs> and then the final two Platinums that I got are a tale of two space survival horrors. I finished Callisto Protocol, got the platinum in that. It's fine. 
it's just not scary. I think, I think the problem is is that because there's so many exceptional experiences mm. or expected exceptional experiences coming out during this survival horror marathon, that okay is this not renaissance, enough. yeah. Yeah, it, it's just absolutely fine. The the combat's weird because it's mainly melee, and the dodge mechanic is holds the stick in a direction and then hold yeah. it in the other direction. So once you get the hang of that, you're just like, yeah, dodge, dodge, hit, hit, dodge, and yeah. Um, but then, on the flip side of that, the Dead Space remake, which I platinumed just this morning, actually, it's bloody great. I loved the original Dead Space. The atmosphere of that game is unmatched for me. And now with the 3D audio, it's incredible. They've amended it in such a way that the Ishimura is now, which is the ship that it's all based on, is now completely explorable. So it feels like the Spencer Mansion or the police station in Resident Evil 2, where you can backtrack and go around wherever you like. And it's just so good. Everything that was good about the original, they have improved and tweaked and made better. And I love it. So that's it's a what high I've been bar playing. to drink at, but it's a bar you want to be pissed at. That sounds Absolutely. incredible. Nice, nice. Uh, so, Moles, hit us off, my friend. What's been going on in the mole hole? Uh, I have <laughs> continued to binge a thon, oh, that is The Walking Dead. What season uh, are you up to now? I've, I've now finished eight. I'm about to start season nine. So, Where's your thoughts on Negan? Um, it's a love-hate relationship, isn't it? He's like, He's a dude, but he's a dick. But um, he's not my favourite character though. Morgan is currently my fa- favourite character. Yeah. Who? Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! You might actually be the only person that will like Fear the Walking Dead, the entire spin-off show where he basically goes off to. Yeah, the reviews on that is a as a whole is just no. So I think I'm going to be done once I get through all eleven seasons of the Walking Dead. I might start Game of Thrones. Come back in five years, I might have finished that. Um, <laughs> yeah. When you fi- when you finish Walking Dead. I've got every issue of the comics and I read them all and they're fantastic. Get into comics, Miles. You'll oh, love it. Just, yeah, and I ain't, I ain't got time or money for comics, mate. Yeah, Sorry. just t- borrow my collection and then just... just I'll just come hang, it, I'll just come hang around yours. But yeah, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm watching a lot of Walking Dead. I haven't done The Last of Us yet. I'm waiting on that. I can't be doing this episodic stuff. It, we, I did episodic when it was Snowpiercer and it just drove me mad. I was like, I just... I need more bean. I need more built your bean now. <laughs> you got to wait a week. I can't be doing that. I've been spoiled by just box sets dropping on streaming services, and that's what I expect nowadays. So here we go. Uh, playing. I've been playing a bit of the uh, pre uh, the PlayStation Plus games back for Blood. Been playing that. All right. Yeah, man. Played it a couple of rounds with you guys. It's all right. It's a kind of co-op type game. Don't play it by yourself or play it by yourself online, though. It's just not as fun. Yeah, um, that's that's why I fell off. I bought yeah. it a, a year ago. You need some and friends. And I like, played it for 10 minutes and went, oh. <laughs> this isn't as good, is it? And it's just not Destiny 2. So, hey-ho. Um, and then I've been playing um, I've been playing Overcooked 2 with the kids. Oh, nice. Ah, nice. They love How it. How they with it? They love it. My eldest daughter absolutely loves it. Like She Fantastic. gets the concept of it. She's right up against the screen trying to see what the little icons are and where they're flashing stuff. So, yeah, it's it's good. I'm making them gamers. Nice work. Fantastic. So that's where Fantastic. I'm at. Fantastic, right. Well, uh, since we last spoke, uh, I'll talk about films for a second. Um, I watched the Elvis movie uh recently um and i was very surprised i i wasn't that bothered about watching it i know saying with mikey's and elvis man i do enjoy a bit of the the man's music um but with the oscars nomination i was like all right everyone you know the guy's up for the nomination let's let's see what this is all about and you know like we've had so many music biopics that the kind of formula is very stale this film tries to go against that. So this is not actually told through the, the guise of Elvis. This is told through the guise of his manager, who's played by Tom Hanks, who does... Sorry, my heating's just come on. So if it starts getting really annoying, let me know. Um, but otherwise, I'll just freeze. Um, <laughs> uh, and he does, like, the most dodgiest accent. Like, who's the name of the hunter in in Looney Tunes? I'm hunting rabbits. Elmer Fudd. Like, Elmer Fudd. He sounds like Elmer Fudd. He's doing a fucking... It's like if Elmer Fudd and Foghorn Leghorn had a baby, this would be Tom Hanks' character. And also, 
it tries to not it covers a like 40 year period not a 40 year period because Elvis died when he was 42 um, it covered like a 20 year period but it it goes at breakneck speed from Elvis's first ever live performance right up until his death which means there is not much time to digest and they don't even bother explaining they basically just go he's performing here he's going there you don't care about that you want to see him look like he looked then and sound like he looked then and this guy can do those things very very well so it's a bit of a fever dream of a film all over the fucking place like it's not a particularly good film but the performance of the dude uh can't remember his name now uh, something butler austin butler uh, playing elvis <clears throat> he sounds amazing like it's his voice right up until He's like 33, 34, because then they use... Because Elvis sounds older. He, they basically got to... He does the singing right up until he is portraying Elvis in, a little bit older. And then they just use old clips and stuff. But it's amazing, uh, the sound. So if you're, if you're into Elvis in terms of the music, listen to it and adore it and appreciate it. If you want to see a good movie, this is not a good movie. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's all over the place. That's the main thing that I've heard about this film, is just his impression, his impersonation of Elvis is that damn good. And yeah. then it, it's so good that it's stuck with him now, and he's going to sound like Elvis for the rest of his life, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he's been, It's like you know, you read those stories about people like, oh, I got hit by a tin of beans, and now I'm yeah. Jamaican. <laughs> exactly. It's like that, right? He's he's literally going to sound that for the rest of his life, probably. But film itself, like, yeah, it's TV wise. Obviously, there's no other game in town than The Last of Us. Chef's kiss. I didn't think I'd cry at that episode, but hot damn, did I cry! And hot damn, it was amazing. Every doubt I had about this show was has been washed away. It's the best show of the year. I'm so sorry, happy. guys. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it is when it comes to TV at the moment. Playing wise, uh, Devil May Cry. Um, that was a freebie in uh, PSN. And I've been wanting to play the PlayStation Five version because you got that sweet Virgil DLC. But one little complaint. You know when you download a PS4 game on your PS5 and they do a PS5 version. You cannot access your saved game because you need to convert your saved game from the PS4 version to the PS5 version. So I am not going to be yeah. that motherfucker that then goes and downloads his PS4 version of the game just to load it up to say, can you convert it to a PS5 version of the game, please? Because I want to go back and play it on my PS5 version. So I'm starting from scratch. <laughs> Uh, but um, I look that game. The combat is so fucking sexy. That RE engine, mwah, chef's kiss. Remember, people, Wrecking City is not a place; it's a people. Um, that engine is beautiful. Seeing that in 4K, not 120, because you have to decide whether you want sexy graphics or 120. You cannot have them both, um, unfortunately, at the same time. But oh god. I love that game so much. That Resi so, yeah, engine, been... it's so juicy. That's the best way I can it's describe a... it. It's juicy. It's a juicy engine, yeah. isn't it? That's a definitely a wheel topic over... This feels a bit nerdy. Most um, most durable or expansive game engine. Mm. Like It's one of those ones that if we actually went and thought about it for a minute, that would be a good conversation. Um, or we might just all go RE engine or ice because <laughs> <laughs> I keep seeing it. Or uh, Miles just can't be go unreal. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck, Unit, he's right. Unity, he's unreal. Yeah, go. yeah, good shout. Um, but also, it probably ties into um, the uh, news. Um, I'm a big DC guy. I'm a big comic book guy. I'm a big, I'm a big fucking pop guy, right? I, I like everything. Um, the James Gunn news that came out on Monday has influenced everything in terms of pop culture with film, TV and video games. And um, James Gunn is basing the next Batman movie, which is going to be called The Brave and the Bold, on a gentleman called Grant Morrison, who done a he's probably one of the most legendary Batman writers. And uh, I decided to reread his run because I was like, oh, OK, if this just inspired a bunch of films. I'm going to reread him, he's the guy who introduced Damian Wayne um, as a character and a concept. Um, he also killed Batman. Spoiler alert. Um, he has done a lot for like Batman lore. And um, I have to say, it's fucking amazing. Uh, I kind of glossed for it because I was trying to read as much Batman as possible. Uh, but now I'm actually savouring and enjoying it like a meal. And hot damn, it is a good meal. But guys, I think we are sufficiently lubricated. Shall we get started with the news? <laughs> Okay, uh, you talked about it last time. Uh, I just want to touch upon it again a little bit. On times are tough out there, people, and mostly so. If you know anyone who is going through any sort of anxiety over what's going on in the job market right now, put an arm around them, give them a you know 
pick me up and tell them it's going to be all right because it will be but unfortunately it is a bit dark at the moment especially in the tech sector especially in video game world we talked about microsoft laying off 10,000 people and some of them being in free for free industries but this is not just the video game companies that are impacted by this it's also the media uh, ign gamespot and eurogamer have all done a mass round of layoffs for a number of your favorite game journalists some of your favorite game podcasters and some of your favorite game commentators just to put that in context there are more premier league footballers playing today than there are people getting paid to write about video games that's how hard and competitive that industry is right now um now it's just a thing to acknowledge that if you do have a particular journalist that you like reading or you like watching their YouTube videos for one of those brands, it, uh, sharing their work goes a long way. If you like something, if you enjoy it, we spend so much time on social media talking about what we hate. We spend not much time talking about what we love. It means a world of difference because these people, whether they keep their jobs or not, isn't unfortunately determined by their output it's determined by how it's received so if you like a particular artist well I say artist not fucking not michael jackson if you like a particular journal if you like a particular style if you like a particular podcast share it because those are the kind of metrics that bosses like your jeff davises who own these brands are looking at because you want if you don't like them if you don't read them you're gonna lose them don't have any more you want to say on that front, fellas, but I thought it was important to mention that one. No, I mean, it's the, it's the classic thing at the end of every YouTube video, isn't it? Like, comment, subscribe. If you don't engage in some sort of way with it like that, if you just read it and go, oh, that was great, and don't do anything else, then the people that are looking at those kind of numbers think, nah, no one's really paying attention to this, no one's getting involved, fob it off. Um, yeah, I just also, wish it everybody good luck. to get this stuff done, right? Mm. Like, um, you know, it's not just your Greg Miller in front of the camera for kind of funny. You know, it's the it's the twenty or thirty people behind him that make that happen, and acknowledge them. I think, in, you know, we we always acknowledge Miles as our producer, and I think it's starting to become more of a trend now to acknowledge the people that make this sort of media. It is absolutely fundamental. I do have to say though, isn't it nice that because all these different advertising companies are running out of money. We're getting far less advertising in podcasts, which means we can, instead of all of your skipping, we're just enjoying our podcast at the moment. Isn't that, that's a good thing though, right? No, that, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, um, so, uh, so that on that front, uh, basically like, follow, subscribe, all the good people out there. And, you know, anyone in that sector who is looking to further their profile, can we jump on the bandwagon because our profile's not very big, but if you want to get on and talk with us, come and talk with us. Yeah, like like um, us. Subscribe to us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, because because our overlords will find us. <laughs> um, so anyway, let's talk about E3 for a second. I feel like this is a conversation that me and Moles and Mike have had three years in a row now. And uh, Hemming, I'm going to introduce you to this conversation of, is E3 relevant anymore? Because no one's going to it, and it's been announced and confirmed that both Microsoft and PlayStation and Nintendo will not be having booths at E3. They they don't need to. That's the long and the short yeah. of it. Why do they need to pay other people to... or? pay to be at an event when they can just well, run they go, their own they go event. to Jeff Keighley's lads on tour. That, Sorry, summer thing. Exactly, summer summer fest or whatever it's called. Yeah, and they've they've got their direct, they've got their showcase, they've got the state of play for PlayStation. They don't need E3 anymore. E3 is now I mean, what is it? Who is going to be there? What is going to happen? Smaller, stu- <laughs> smaller studios and independents that need these events to get their names out to get coverage, to get engagement, is those guys. The big boys, like you say, they can just run their own show. Yeah. E3 killed E3 by being greedy. Um, We've got friends of the pod who work in the games industry. Uh, We're not going to name them all because there's only one of them. But (laughs) (laughs) we also know that it is very fucking expensive to go to E3 to have a booth at E3 and to have presentation time at E3. And why would and we're talking like potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars. Why would you spend that when for the cost of a webcam and a decent studio you can do your own thing whenever you want and you control the narrative. So E3 killed it by being greedy in my opinion. No, I, I can't argue too much with that. You you're completely spot on. And I think the indies as well, they get quite a lot of shine in these new directs and state of plays that the companies do. Mm. So they at least get some acknowledgement there as well. 
I mean, uh, have they announced anyone who's actually going to be there yet? Because I know that we normally get like a, a Ubisoft showcase or something like that. But uh... well, that's the thing, right? Because all of these different, and also you know, you know, to tie in with the 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 layoffs, unfortunately, happening across tech and gaming at the moment, a lot of these big publications are basically deciding, should we skip this year? Mm. Like we just had the layoff, like a thousand people. And it's not a good look to then go, right, we're now going to spend $200,000 on standing up and going, guess what? Just dance. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and you're right, like publications actually going there in person as well. I- I've heard stories on some of my podcasts that I enjoy listening to and like and subscribe um, that <laughs> they don't actually get to see much. While they're there, they don't see a lot of the games. They don't hear a lot of the news. So their reporting isn't actually... <laughs> great good. because they yeah. can't see much you actually see a lot more by being at home uh, the main reason for being there is networking and if the big boys aren't there to network with you know what's the point yeah yeah i mean look i think it's a conversation that's been had many times mm. over is it relevant anymore i think we know the answer to it now i think the only thing that and this is you know we're, we're gentlemen of a certain vintage of when the internet wasn't reporting on it getting that E3 special of the PlayStation magazine or the Xbox magazine was awesome because you'd have this like, it was like, it was like someone, it was like fucking Mark, uh, what's his name? Doc has just kicked open your door and gone, Marty, these are the games you're going to be playing in 12 months time. And you're like, oh my God, yes. But that's the, like Twitter. (laughs) Just, just open up Twitter during these announcements and you will know everything you need to know now. Um, So maybe it's at least a die and not Respawn, which leads us into our next piece of news, Respawn, the game company that are making the new Star Wars game, because Star Wars is cool, and Souls games are also cool, and they've kind of put them together to a point where it's almost satisfactory. So satisfactory that they're doing a sequel, and that sequel has been delayed by six weeks. So it's not necessarily big news or yay news, but just more of an acknowledgement of it looks like it's definitely coming, it looks like it's definitely coming soon, it's just going to be a little bit longer, and to Moles' point, they just got to fix the map and then everyone will be happy there we go it does make you think like six six weeks they can't what can you do in six weeks yeah they can't they can't be anything major it's, it's just, just a bit of polish this, it's, this is polishing this has yeah. to be polishing or it has a couple to be, of bugs they've spotted or it has to be you know they've they've gone up to the uh directors they've gone up to the investors and said here we go the final demo for you and they've played it and they've gone no I don't like the font and then they've gone fuck's sake it's the sacrificial lamb anyone who works in product development or project management you have your sacrificial lambs at sign off points the things where if a stakeholder wants to yeah we have stakeholders who who make sure that their hands and fingerprints are all over this work and making sure they're adding value so you put in the sacrificial lamb of yep if I can, if you can change that easy, that means I get an easy ride when it comes to sign off. Maybe that's what's just happened there. Maybe just got oh, we'll put a crap font in and get them to change it. Who knows? Um, but look, I am looking forward to it. I think that there is a world where this game absolutely kicks ass. The first one was good. It, and it had its flaws, but yeah. compared to what we've had with Star Wars games in the past, like it is a massive improvement, right? So. No, I, I liked the Force days. Unleashed. The first Force Unleashed I thought was really good. And then Force Unleashed 2 was just half of that game, which was really weird choice. Really strange. Well, speaking about franchises and Rebirth, uh, God, there's been more interpretations of Tomb Raider than some of the works of Shakespeare. I'm pretty sure, right? Lara Croft, who, by the way, we interviewed the first ever Lara Croft on this podcast. Thank you very much. Um it's being reinvite. It's being reinvigorated again. Uh, Amazon have acquired the rights to own the franchise for Tomb Raider uh, for the foreseeable future. That means more movies. That means a new TV show. That also means that actually a studio that Amazon owns is going to be taking on the mantle from I think it was Idos Interactive. A Crystal Dynamics. Crystal Dynamics, who was part of Idos. I fucking can't remember. Who gives a shit? They done a good game. They done a good trilogy. It was a and they're no longer doing the it trilogy. Now. I thought it was really oh, good. Oh my god, the the, the Tomb Raider. Re- I don't what they call it the reborn trilogy or just a reboot trilogy it was great Mm. yeah first game was the best i thought of them because it was just that origin story but the latter two were really good fun slightly semi-open world action adventure games very fun i wish it was more gunny 
Do you know what I mean? The reboot was 10 years ago. Yeah. It's been quite a while now. Wow. Quite a while. Yeah. I mean, they've even done a rebooted movie as a result of it. Of a, um, oh, what's her name? Alicia Vikander. I can't. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm probably pronounced that completely it's wrong. terrible. But I can't remember. Alicia Vikander. You, you didn't like it? No, it's terrible. Oh, fair enough. I, maybe I'm, my bar's a bit bit too low. Then I thought it was okay. I like the Angelina uh, Jolie one. But, oh, I, but I, I was a certain age. Yeah, exactly, to be <laughs> fair. It was just, if she was just her wandering around on set for like 90 minutes, she'd be like, yeah, give her an Oscar. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, so they're going to be rebooting it again. I think the question to be asked is, where do they go? Because I think the last rebooted version was perfect, you know, or as close as it can be for Lara. Um, the only thing is, I maybe they could go a little bit more. So do you remember Tomb Raider 3? which came out in 1998, which was, by and large, the greatest year in video games with IP <laughs> that came out that year. But that went a bit crazy, right? There was, there was fucking aliens involved, spaceships, Era 51, that kind of stuff. The rebooted trilogy didn't go that cray-cray. I want them to go cray-cray. I think it's the only thing I can say on that. Well, I mean, people forget that in the original Tomb Raider, there's a T-Rex. You killed a t- dinosaur. You kill yeah. a T-Rex. And if you get to the final levels of the game, you're like inside a flesh tomb with flesh demons that fly through the air and shoot fireballs at you so they went cray cray from the start and they they toned it down if anything they've toned it down in this reboot to make it more realistic gritty reboot let's let's face it amazon have got their grubby little mitts on it it's going to be a tv show and or movie i don't think we're going to see any games come out for a while they announced one didn't they i swear crystal dynamics one in the works uh, so, Crystal Dynamics said they were going to revisit the the franchise. Another studio, which is funded by Amazon, has poached a lot of the staff from Crystal Dynamics. And as part of the acquisition of the rights for Tomb Raider, they are allowed to make a video game. Okay. Now, if that is a video game links to what Crystal Dynamics has done or not, is TBC. Whether it's related to the film and TV stuff that Amazon is allowed to do, then it's fair play. Who knows, right? I'm not a lawyer, but um, yeah, it's it's interesting to see what happens. I just want them to take the noise of the the what was it called? The grenade launcher from Tomb Raider Two because it's taking the exact same noise from Terminator Two when he goes. <laughs> Put that in, please. That's good, useless yeah, yeah, knowledge. Exactly. I enjoy that. Ah, oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, what more useless things? Uh, let's talk about Smash Bros. Closed, uh, clones. So last, not last year, or year before, it felt like we were all of a sudden flooded with with Smash Bros. clone games, right? Uh, from multiverses to SpongeBob to Nickelodeon beat 'em ups to cartoon. It, it always seems to be always very, very childish things beating the hell out of each other for adults' amusements. <laughs> um, Rumbleverse uh, was one of those, and uh, it has been officially announced they're closing their servers in May. It's gonna be May. Uh, the question to ask is uh, to do a stupid, redundant thing of. Are, are these games dying? Is this the end of the, the Smash Bros. clones? No, I completely missed this one. Yeah. It came out in I, August 2022. I'd never even yeah. heard of Rumbleverse until I heard it was closing. I heard that a lot of money went into it, but mm. it kind of, yeah, like you say, it disappeared. But <sighs> we went through that mad phase of just loads of beat em up coach co-op-y clones we of did. smash bros yeah i mean playstation tried with playstation all stars and didn't try again which is probably the best <laughs> idea although kratos mentions it in the new god of war which is quite fun so technically it's canon um <laughs> but multiverses that came out there was a big hoo-ha about it and i've heard yeah, nothing since it. i've literally heard nothing is it still live is it still going on is it supported i i don't know see I, warner brothers has had a bit of a rough time with their ip last year right because they had that god awful space jam movie uh he's in he's in multiverses yeah and he's in multiverses you had that i'm saying it as a matter of fact in terms of response not my opinion on the show they rebooted scooby-doo as velma as the main character and that has gone down terribly and Unfortunately, it kind of sucks that the first time she's out and out gay in the show is the time that it, they do a fucking terrible version of it. 
nothing to do with with that sort of stuff but it's just that's that's you know unfortunately it's, it's just unfortunate they've done a shit version of the show then so again ip that's been rick and morty lost their creator <laughs> and lead voice actor <laughs> and lead voice actor although i do hope that i do hope that they get like a good most of the season seven's already done so like you're not going to notice a difference in quality for a few years anyway um so it seems to me that Warner Brothers has had like a pretty rough time with IP and I wouldn't be surprised if multiverse is, is kind of going on the back burner as a result of it. Let me just jump in with the these whole the genre of these fighting games. Uh, Crash Team Rumble's coming out this year. I'd for- oh my god, you're right. That. I forgot. Another plan. <laughs> yeah, another We'll, we'll see how that goes. Hmm. I mean I can't I mean there's some great characters in Crash games. But I can't see the roster being that fun. Really, it's just going to be yeah, near. The, the reason why Crash, Smash Bros works is because the, the 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 selection of characters is amazing. Fifty, and I can guarantee you, you could find two hundred people, and you will find a massive spread over favourite characters they like to play as. It's all the different franchises, isn't it? That's you know that's the point of these games. But they they even make them. Even the players that you don't think are going to be enjoyable, they still make it enjoyable, right? Where I can't think of many other, maybe multiverses because of how Again, big the Warner Brothers franchise. Is, right? Yeah, yeah. I can't think of many other franchises like that where it's got that much breadth to it that everyone's happy. No, there's there's really not. I mean, like I said, when PlayStation All Stars came out, they had the all the PlayStation universe to work with. And it just wasn't it's a great cast of roster. It wasn't a great roster. You just ended up with a bunch of blokes with guns, and it was a bit crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking about people with guns, um, Apex Legends. This passed me by. The segways today. Ah, oh, mate, bringing that, bringing the segways, mate. They call them the segas. Um, so with Apex Legends, everyone says to me this is the spiritual Halo game. This is like in terms of gameplay and style. And a lot of people tell me that if you like Titanfall, which, by the way, quote-unquote, Adam's most underrated game of all time because every media outlet in the world says Titanfall is the most underrated <laughs> game of all time, um, that this has got a massive following. Uh, but unfortunately, they're going to be switching off the, the the mobile version of this as well as losing uh, support on old generations for Apex Legends. This is quite big, actually. Is it? Are, they, are they losing? Are they losing <laughs> support? With regards to, they're literally just going to switch it off overnight, or they. Phase I think it's going to be updates. I think it's going to be a phase out. Uh, so mobile, no more, and PS4 and Xbox One, it's going to be like maintenance mode, and then cease support. Well, they've given official. You know, with with three years into, it's going to be we're actually starting to kill off the last yeah, generation now. With three years into the latest gen, the current gen, it's you know I think it's time that we're going to start phasing some of the old stuff out. We might actually get a reason to own a PS5 that isn't just prettier graphics. Sony are pushing it. Their new advertising campaign is pushing that there's loads more PS5s now out there in the wild. It'll be easier for you to get one. So I think we're going to be seeing more of this. Good. It's to quote the liking. It is time. <laughs> and I, it is time. I will say, <laughs> Apex Legends is probably the only Battle Royale game that I've actually tried. Um, because And it does play very, very similar to Titanfall 2. Which is great, but then they're not my kind of games, so I don't really, yeah. I can't really critique too much on it. Um, but it's a very, very well, nice playing about, game. You talked about PlayStation promoting the return of uh, PlayStation's being in stock. Let's talk about the PS Plus collection. I remember when this was first came out, and we spoke about this about how amazing this was. It was. Turns out that they chuck it in with PSN now, so there's no reason to to keep it around. Hemming, what's a uh, What's the news? Wednesday, when are they sunsetting this marvellous collection? So the PlayStation collection, PS Plus collection, for those that aren't fully aware, was basically a sweetener for early adopters of the PS5. You got the PS5 and you ended up getting a back catalogue of some of the best PS4 games that were available to you. Your Uncharted's, your God of War, it had Persona 5, Monster Hunter, Mortal Kombat, Last Guardian, had a load of really good stuff on it, available for free just for having a PS5 and an online subscription. Basically, buy a PS5, you get this back catalogue for free. Yeah, and that's why there's some news that's come out recently that apparently a lot of people who've got PS5 didn't have a PS4 previously. 
This was a good incentive to bring new people on board. But now that, as you say, it's been out for three years, and we've got this new and improved version of PS Plus, which a lot of these games are on, there's no need for the collection anymore. You don't need to have that sweetener. People who are early adopters have got it. You've bought those games, because you can still buy them and put them in your library. You've got until May. That is when they're going to disappear, and off they go. <laughs> um, but they're still there for you as a game. If you buy them now in their current state, you'll still be able to download them forever, as long as you've got a PS Plus subscription. And I am certain that they will end up rotating in and out of this new version of PS Plus quite regularly as well. Hmm. Well, you know what? It's like it's part of PSN now, right? So you're gonna you're gonna get you're, no one's losing. But if you do have a PS Five, it is worth just popping in on that library and just adding them to your library. Hundred percent. Because even if they do, if you're not a PSN subscriber or you do decide actually I can't afford because of cost of living, I don't blame you to not have PSN for a little bit. You've still got those games; they'll still be in your library. Um, so it's important to make sure you you get them while they're hot. Uh, PSN games. I'm going to ask the question now, gents. I I'm up for renewal in February, end of February, uh, for my PlayStation Plus account. And is it worth keeping it at premium? No. No. It's really not, is it? <laughs> Next no. question. <laughs> not not unless you're Mr. Hemming here, who wants platinums on old PS1 games. Ding. I just want if they Sony. If you're listening to this, I'm not alone with saying this. If you put Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots, on the Platinum Collection, you have my money. But it will be stream only because they can't do PS3 emulation properly. That's the issue, right? They still can't do that. They've only added a few PS1 titles. They've not added any PS2 titles. The the whole point was it was going to be PS1 classics, PS2 classics. They have added no new PS2 games onto this because... They've done the, just enough for the advertisement of classic games. Well, they, they did since. a bunch of about five years ago now. They said they were going to remaster some PS2 games for the PS4. Basically, they've just included those games in with this bundle and not made any new ones available. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Get Extra. Extra is 100% worth it because the games you get yep. on there are fantastic and they rotate out. Every month you get a new set of great stuff to play that will keep you ticking over without having to spend a penny more if you don't want to. But no, premium's not worth it at all. No, I completely concur on that. Um, so I mentioned it at the top, um, about, and we talked a bit about Warner Brothers, we talked a bit about Sony and the relationship between the two off of that. Now, we mentioned about James Gunn uh, showing us what he got uh, for Chapter 1, a.k.a. Gods and Monsters, the new DC Direction with a new direction of uh, where he's going to be taking DC and Warner Brothers when it comes to their beloved DC property. And he was talking about video games, TV, and film. Now, the biggest revelation, in my mind, from a video game perspective, is any actor who is cast as a DC character going forward will be reprising that role in every other medium. So if there's a cartoon, that person will be doing the voice in the cartoon. If there is a video game, they'll be doing the voice and their likeness going into that video game. Now, Miles, you already said, tell me some good franchises that this actually fucking impacts. There's two, potentially. Arkham and Injustice in particular. Now, Ed Boon is probably sitting there going, you what, mate? <laughs> I can't afford for fucking Ben Affleck to turn up, <laughs> you know, sort of thing. Um, so, you know, what does this mean? Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Hemming, you are on the side of the voice actors. Is this a good or a bad thing? Um, I don't think it's going to be a very good thing for a couple of reasons. Firstly, a lot of live-action actors aren't great voice actors because it's a completely different skill set. voice actors as a separate Absolutely. profession. Absolutely. Peter yeah. Dinklage in Destiny. That witch came from the moon. <laughs> you know, there's a reason why they got rid death. of him. It, it, it's all death. Yeah, and they just went, right, Nolan North, can you just redo every voice line that's done and going forward just be the voice? Um, I also think it will limit who they can actually get for the films because yeah. Robert Downey Jr., do you think he would have signed a contract with Marvel to do those films if they said, also, by the way, you've got to do Iron Man in all these animated series and these video games and the Lego so here's, stuff? Here's a funny, I mean, funny mm. film voice fact for you, um, Adam's useless knowledge. Tom Hanks' brother 
has played Woody more than Tom Hanks. <laughs> so Tom Hanks, whenever Woody has to like do so like like the video games, the TV shows, the cartoons, Tom Hanks will get his brother to be the voice. I think he's called I, I need to Google this. I, was I think he's say, called Hank Hanks. Oh, that would be incredible. It's like Neville Neville. Uh, but I, I play yeah, Kingdom Hearts three and there well a little bit of it anyway. And there's a Toy Story level and you, I met Woody. And if that's Tom Hanks' brother doing the voice, oh, he Larry sounds Hanks. nothing. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Larry. Oh, that's a shame. He sounds oh, nothing Larry. like Tom Hanks at all. I was like, who is this cowboy? This is not my Woody. It's basically just the Hanks cartel of just owning Woody. Yeah. <laughs> you remember the original toys when they came out? And they had the Woody with the actual, we used to pull the string and it used to. Yeah. The yeah. Voice. That, was, a that, that was Tom Hanks' brother that did that. <laughs> but 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 Hemi, your point of like this is a profession i agree hmm. man like there's so many there's so many royalty in names that have come out of warner brothers animation in particular now this decision is a bit easier to swallow now that kevin conroy is no longer with us but tara strong for example she is harley quinn that the voice you, whenever you think of harley quinn and you hear that voice that's because of tara strong that ain't Margot Robbie, that's fucking Tara Strong, right? And she she was also the voice of Angelica as well in She's, Rugrats. Tara Strong is prolific, She's, absolutely prolific. She's literally everything, right? So it's going to be a crying shame because I think you're becoming more elitist and you're going to narrow the field for more diversity. You're going to narrow the field for more stories to be told. Because the, the great part about animation and video games is you get to go off in those different tangents, those what-ifs. You know, would we have ever have gotten an Injustice game if that rule was in place? No, we wouldn't have. Because we're not going to have... Like, Warner Brothers, in their vision of Superman, is not going to be Homelander, <laughs> a.k.a. you know being fucked up murderous psychopath like he is in Injustice. You're not going to get the... Oh, what happens if... Um, we had a slightly different take on the Arkham lore, which is what the Arkham games ended up being. You kind of lose all this kind of stuff, so it's a bit of a crying shame, in my opinion. But could you imagine if they did get big-name people for all their roles, and yeah. they did do an Injustice game, how much, how expensive is that game suddenly becoming, just on the voice well, that's, acting that's why that's, that's why James Gunn is starting with this off the bat. So no one signs a contract... Mm. unless they agree to do everything. Which it's I like think you does are limit Superman. people. It's going to put people off. You're not going to get the big names, are you? Well, that's probably part of the, part of the thing as well, yeah. right? Well, like they, you could, be a bit good, cheaper. could be a good, you know, start of someone's career, absolutely, but you're not going to get the big Hollywood... No, 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 no. Although well, I, I have also... his name. Sorry, just to butt in there. What's the, the guy who used to play Superman who should be still Superman? Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. He, he would have done this. He would have done and voiced yeah, everything because he loves it, and they're not using him. So there you go. That's random. Yeah, no, it's an absolute, it's an absolute jip. And even James Gunn has admit like the studio screwed him around. You can see um, they don't want to do another Marvel's Avengers, do they? So this is, <laughs> they're learning. I mean, that'd be imagine how expensive that would have been if they got the MCU. Act. I mean, but if they got the MCU actors in, I I can tell you for a fact that game would have been successful. It would have been successful. It would still be playing right now. Um, let's talk about it, Miles, because you said you want to talk about this. The Rock, Mr. Dwayne Johnson, DJ himself, has come out and said, the Ayatollah of Rock and Roller. There you go. When was the last time he referred to himself as that? That's Jericho. Was that Jericho? That was Chris oh, Jericho. God, Mike's going to slap me. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. The people. There you go. The people's champion. There we go. Sorry. Uh, yeah, anyway. When was the last time uh, he... I watched wrestling. There you go. That, that tells you. Um, 2002. He has come by the out and said, Yeah, he has come out and said that him and his company, Seven Bucks, uh, which is a production company, uh, have acquired the rights to a long-standing video game franchise. It's one of the oldest video game franchises going, and he is going to star in it. And he can't wait to show us what he's got. What do we think it is? Bear in mind. Let's talk about what he's already done. He's already done Doom. He's already done Rampage. That was weird. He's already... What, Rampage? No, I just mean the, the fact that he was like, I've bought a video game franchise, it's Rampage. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> okay, yeah. sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently he's got an affinity with it. I also hope he spends about six months touring it, just going, whatever, imagine he bought like the, I'm not going to say the franchise that Miles doesn't want it to be. Uh, uh, let's say I bought Destiny, and it's just he's basically spending six months going, 
the hierarchy of the Destiny universe is about to change. <laughs> and then two months later, gets fired from it because it flops. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. not to throw shade. I fucking love The Rock. Um, but uh, yeah, what do we think? What franchise do we uh, think uh, he's going know. for? Can I just read out the quote from The Rock? Yes. We're going to bring one of the biggest, most badass games to the screen. One I've played for years. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm what, when I'm going to read that, I'm thinking, one that he's currently been playing for years. So what's been going for years? Well, Grand Theft Auto has had an incarnation every other year for the past 15 years. We've also got Elder Scrolls Elder Scroll Skyrim that's had an incarnation every couple of years for the past 15 years. Uh, and then we've got the big. The, Can you imagine we've got the, the big, rock? We've got the big one, Destiny Scrolls. Two, that's had an incarnation every year for the past ten years. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There's my three. I, I, I'd like to see him as the Dover Keen. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's the Dragonborn. I also want to see him as a little child, but it's basically still the Rock <laughs> <laughs> being the Dragonborn. <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love it. Um, I don't know. It's a tough one, right? Because he's kind of like smashed everything right he's kind of and no, I know. what's left to be done i know what it is i figured it out it's paper boy what is it it's paper boy paper boy yep. <laughs> he's gonna, on his bike yeah on his bike he's doing his paper round <laughs> with it like explosive he's got to get rid of all these explosive papers that are with him blowing up houses alex left kid. right and center it's going to be amazing dwayne johnson as alex kid <laughs> with a giant <laughs> fist yes yep he's got the giant fist for it um oh, i don't know what else could he do i mean I someone no said idea. what about need for speed and i was like there's actually been a need for speed movie of um jesse pink completely forgot that that existed you know what moles yeah, mentioned it but did. i actually think now that you've said that i actually think it could be grand theft auto you know i think legitimately could yeah. be i go back to the quote quote unquote one of the biggest most badass games to the screen so we're, we're it's even out of Call of Duty. Oh, don't fucking Oh, no. No, no, I can't see that. I could see it being like a squad movie where it's him and Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh. And they're just like wise quipping and shooting but this stuff. Will be, this will be a typical rock movie. Portal! It? it will be rinse and repeat. It's just The Rock. It's another Actually, He's it's in another desperate movie need of a hit at the moment, right? Like he's, His ego's a bit bruised after what happened with Black Adam. He's walk, he walked away from the Fast movies. He's looking for something to stick his name on. Not that he needs to, because, by the way, he's one of the most successful, most like incredible people ever. But he's looking for another... He's looking for a bit of a win. So he's he's double-downing on this. He needs this is to go be. back to basics. He needs to go what he knows, the tried and true. Khaki shirts. Khaki shirts <laughs> in a jungle. Jungle settings. Yeah. What is it? What video game? Turok. No, damn, Vin Diesel's Turok. doing that. It's damn. got the word rock in it. <laughs> oh, my God. The marketing makes itself. <laughs> it sells itself. Turok. There we go. <laughs> Turok or not Turok. or not Turok. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, God. What else? Is there anything else we can mine this for content? What else we want to see The Rock do a video game adaptation of? Look, I still want him in the Metal Gear Solid movie, and I want him to be uh, the guy of the big Gatling gun. I can't remember his name now. Raven? Was he called Raven? I don't remember. I can't remember. Uh, but uh, that, that would also be incredible. Um, and let's, let's put it to the audience. What, uh, what video game franchises would you like to see The Rock helm? Think out of the box. Portal. Because I think you'd need a pretty big portal for him to fall through. <laughs> He's such a big man. <laughs> he is large. Ah, oh, he is. He is. Uh, he is a man. It'd be funny if it's something really weird like Fortnite. He loves Again. Fortnite. He's just, they're somehow going to turn that into a into a film. Why not? I don't know. Look, the bar. I think the problem is is that. It used to be, oh, fuck it, I'll just buy a franchise people like and I'll do a shit version oh, of it and it'll still make lots of Uwe money. Boll, the Uwe Boll school of filmmaking. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And all of a sudden, people are starting to go, no, like, good ain't good enough anymore. Like, it's got to be excellent. And yeah, every now and again, you'll get a Last of Us type adaptation and the bar is a lot higher now. And... It's no longer like the video game curse. It's not broken. It's not the curse is not broken. You're still gonna get. You still had Uncharted, right? It's not great. It was fine. Not yeah, terrible. It was it's fun. not great, right? Uh, you know, Sonic. Sonic was alright. It was quite good. Uh, but then you, you know, you, we've got a new thing coming through. Um, so it's gonna be very hard for mediocrity to to make a buck or two anymore. They might be the stuff, so. the next big 
in terms of we we had comic books and they took off and take over the world video games could be the next set of ip that sat there that you could make good content with if the right people were behind it as we're showing with the last of us oh my god yeah like i, I keep saying this because i'm a broken record but control take yeah. that and make it a tv show oh that'd be so creepy it would be incredible it's basically twin peaks right. <laughs> It is basically Twin Peaks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I know it's on the spot, so we ain't had time to prepare, but what other franchises would make excellent TV or film? Ooh. I mean, the Metal Gear franchise would make some amazing yeah, films. Metal Gear 3, that, would, I, that already plays like a film. Um, there's a lot so of if you're those. Gonna, if you're, gonna, if you're, you're, I can't remember the gentleman's name, Van Roberts, I think his name was, he's the guy who's, who's been given the task of directing the Metal Gear movie. Um, and he's also a producer with, with Hideo Kojima and they're putting together the story at the moment. How would you start it? How would you do? What would you do with Metal Gear? I would basically tell the story of Metal Gear Solid 3 because it's the You'd, prequel. Would you start with that? Yeah, because it's the prequel for Snake. It is the origin of Snake, basically, and Big Boss. And it's a fantastic self... It's a story that's already there. You don't need to tweak it too much. Um... I think three is a great starting off point. It's hard. It's there's so many like amazing, amazing stories. I think if you're only got like depends, right? If if you're only gonna shoot your shot once, then you gotta do Shadow Moses. That's the game that brought everyone in. But you're right. It's basically a better Bond movie than any Bond movie was. <laughs> yeah, and it's got the movie. Bond theme. God, imagine that on the big screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, mate, that yes. would be a banger. I also would want a 15-minute scene of him just going up a ladder. <laughs> oh, it has to be there. It has to be. Miles has got it. I've got, 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 got a good one. Red Dead Redemption. Westerns. That would be good. Break away that from all be... the crap that's coming out now. All right? Yep. All the zombie apocalypse and the world's ending and all that. Just go back to basic Western. Cowboys. Guns. Yeah, you know, look, Deadwood. A ten minute, a ten minute what, scene 10 of someone opening a drawer. I just don't know. <laughs> opening a can. Ah, oh, Mark. Sitting on his porch, opening his can of beans <laughs> or something. And I've got an unhealthy obsession with Dutch. Um. <laughs> Gotta stick to the plan. Oh, just do a decent Silent <laughs> Hill film as well. I thought the first one was quite good. The first one was pretty good. That is, uh, it's probably in the top five. we're going back to it. Do you remember uh, previous listeners will remember that me and Hemming going to watch along of the the Silent Hill stream. Excelsior. We made Um, a lot of weird noises. We did make a lot of weird noises. The the new movie that they're making does sound pretty good as well. Like returning to Silent Hill, that'd be pretty cool. Um, I would love to see a Legend of Zelda movie. I think they, I think now's the time. Um, I know Mikey is hooked on the idea of an NCU, i.e. a Nintendo Cinematic Universe, after this this Mario movie coming out. But I would actually, I think a Breath of the Wild live action would be Chef's Kiss, amazing. Get like, make it like Willow, something like that. That'd be Ooh, incredible. I don't know how I feel about that because Link never speaks. That's his whole gimmick. He just makes noises. Mm, yeah. So I don't that's... know how I'd feel about. An actual Oof, voice, yeah. It's like with Master Chief with the. That's why the Halo show failed because they actually cast the Master Chief well, and took his helmet off. This was the the mind blowing thing that I learned about the Halo series. Yeah, people have absolutely slammed it, and it's apparently not critically done very well. But it's Paramount Plus's most watched thing. It's down as one of the main reasons why many people. Things. Well, exactly, that's probably damning of Paramount Plus. But they've got a second season coming because it did so well for Paramount Plus. That they're going to carry on. I mean, I watched it. the first episode of so it, and I. I was like, "That ain't that ain't cheap to make." Like you're watching it, and going that you're talking like millions of dollars per episode there. Yeah, and wow. Yeah, it's gonna oh, power to them. It's gonna be a. Or is the budget really bad this time round? <laughs> I don't want to spend much money, <laughs> and it's basically just going to be like a, a, they've got like a cosplayer they painted blue to be Cortana. Oh. <laughs> And it's just a guy in boxes as Master Chief. Anyway, I think we've talked that run through to satisfaction. If you've got any video game franchises that you'd like, uh, that you think would make an excellent movie or want The Rock to star in, get in contact with us on Twitter at GreyFoxPlays. And I think now is the time to end the pod. Unless, Mr. Moles, you have anything else you want to bring to, to the first facilities. That's not even a word. That's ah, all good, thank you. <laughs> I'm just looking for franchises now, which I think would make, but we should, we've done it. I'm not going to mention any more. Give us one. 
Mass Effect. <sighs> that would be good. But it would be Mass Effect. We'd have to do a lot of warring. I feel like that should be a TV show. Yeah, that should be like Star Trek: The Next Generation. It should last for like twenty years and really explore every in and out of that universe. There we go. There we go. Perfect. Well, gentlemen, thanks so much for your time. I'm going to fake first our producer, Mr. Jonathan Moles. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, The man who stole my chair, who kept it warm for me very well, Mr. Alex Hemming, the trophy hunter. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, get in contact with us on Twitter at Grey Fox Plays. Till next time.